When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FBL video. In this one, I'm going to talk through the Game Week 20 wildcard. I'm not going to go through all the usual stuff about whether or not it's worth saving, whether you should be using it this week, because ultimately, if you don't use it this week, you will lose it. So if you've still got your first wildcard, you might as well activate it right now. Make a few changes, even if that's only three or four, because you'll lose it after game week 20, because then we'll be into the second wildcard instead. So I'm going to go through the draft. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to check out Fantasy Football Hub. All the links you need to get signed up to plan your wildcard and future weeks are in the description below. So let's start off with the goalkeepers and defenders. And I think for anyone wildcarding this week, this is probably going to be the two positions that are the most difficult to decide on like how much money do you spend on your defense which five do you go for and which goalkeeper combination the midfield is pretty simple and the forward line is really easy but this is where i kind of struggled the most to put it together so the goalkeeper combination i've gone for is Ariola and reyes so no dubravka who i think is someone that if you own you shouldn't panic about because the fixtures for newcastle from 23 onwards are pretty good but there is a chance they'll buy a new goalkeeper in january and if that happens, you don't want to be stuck with him when you've got the wild card to kind of sort that out. And with Ariola coming back into the West Ham team as first choice goalkeeper, he seems like the easy one to put on the bench. Now, the goalkeeper I've gone for alongside him is Raya at Arsenal. Um, the only game he won't play in is against Brentford, which is later on. But you'd have Ariola to play that week anyway. I think the Arsenal defence is just incredible, as I've spoken about before. And for 4.9 million, that's just a really solid option you can keep in place until the next wildcard if you wanted to go for an alternative or if you wanted to free up an arsenal spot to either get a second defender or a second attacker instead then you could look at edison if you really wanted to spend a lot of money on your goalkeeper ready for not only the good fixtures the man city have got but the double game week they will probably get later on around game weeks 25 or 26 personally i just i think edison's fine but he can just be such a headache I don't know, I just always finds a way to concede from one shot on target or, or whatever it might be. I've owned him before, it's never gone great. And I'm open to buying him again closer to the double game. I'm just not sure whether I'd be prepared to go this early. But I think with the fixtures they've got, he's not a terrible option. 
And if you wanted to go a bit cheaper, then you've got someone like Flecken, because eventually Brentford will get another double game week as well, even if the fixtures aren't quite so good. So Rayer is the goalkeeper that I've chosen. The back three, and then the other two defenders I've gone for on the bench, are Trent Alexander-Arnold, no surprise there, Porro, Kyle Walker, Konza, and Gabriel. Now, if I was wildcarding this week, I'm pretty sure that Trent, Gabriel, and probably Kyle Walker would be locked in. I'm not quite so sure about Porro and Konza. So Trent in Trent obviously doesn't need too much explaining. Super attacking, not a bad defense, Liverpool. The fixtures are okay. I think while there's money to spend, he should be in your team. You can always get rid of him later on. And obviously, Gabriel, as I've just spoken about, the Arsenal defense is decent. He only costs five million as well. With Kyle Walker. He is someone that I'm going to think about bringing into my own team this week. I'm not sure whether I actually do it, but on wildcard, I do think I would include him because he's the most nailed on Man City defender this season. They got a great home game this week against Sheffield United. Another really good one in game week 22, Burnley at home. And obviously, you don't have to play him in the other more difficult fixtures because you've got four other good defenders. And if they do double around game weeks 25, 26, then you've already got one of your Man City players in place. And I know right now, people are going to be thinking, I don't want, I don't necessarily need a triple up. I definitely don't need a defender. But you can almost deal with that issue right now instead of having to use extra transfers down the line. So although I might not bring him into my own squad yet, I do think that I would have him on wildcard. With Konza and Porro, it then comes down to how much money you want to spend on your defense. Like Konza is 4.6 million. But if you go for Trent, Porro, and Walker, you're probably going to play them all this week. So you don't necessarily need Konza for Burnley at home. And he's a solid bench option, but he costs 4.6 million. So if you wanted to save a bit of money, because your team value might be a bit different to mine, you've got someone like Gusto instead at 4.1 million, who you could just have as bench fodder. And obviously he's going to get a lot of games while Reese James is out. I don't think it's completely out of the question for... Pochettino to go back and play Dezazi at right back. But I think Gusto is a better fit for that position in that team. So for 4.1 million, he's, uh, he's a really great option. Um, if if you wanted to go for a different goalkeeper other than Raya, you could obviously switch Poro to Saliba and go for the Arsenal double up, which I don't mind either. I just think with Poro, with Romero out for a little while and Spurs' defensive stats not great in general... I don't think he's essential. Like I've, Again, I've got him in my own team, and I'm not looking to sell him anytime soon. But I don't think he's quite as good as we've maybe made him out to be, if that makes sense. I mean, I've said plenty of times he's not essential. But if you didn't have him for Bournemouth at home, you could just play Trent, Walker, and Konza, or whoever else you decide to have in your squad. And if you look a little bit longer term, like it's Man United, uh, sorry, it's Man United away in 21, which again, might not be a super difficult fixture, but I think Man United score. Brentford at home's okay. Then it's Everton away. Everton are finding a way to score against everyone. Really good this season. Brighton at home is okay. Wolves at home in 25 is all right. But if Chelsea get to the Carabao Cup final, Spurs will blank in game week 26. So it's not that I think Porro is bad. I just don't... He's just not essential on game week 20 wildcard. I think with the way I've set up, I'd rather have Porro than a second Man City defender. I'd rather have Porro and Raya rather than Edison and Saliba, which costs you lots more money. And the only other player you could maybe look at is, I don't know, like a Brighton defender like Estupinian, because he's going to be back in the squad against Spurs. But I, I, just, I just think you need to be super careful about bringing players back in who have 
been injured for so long. Like, is he going to be able to come back and play every single week for Brighton? Possibly. And I think the extra rest they get in January might help with that. But I don't know if I'd be prepared to put him on the wild card now, only to then have to deal with that later on. But the Brighton fixtures are excellent. Like, uh, from game week 20, it's West Ham away, Wolves at home, Luton away, Palace at home. Spurs away in 24 is trickier than it's Sheffield United away in 25. Everton at home in 26. Fulham away 27. Forest at home in 28. Like, the Brighton fixtures are excellent. It's just whether or not Estupinian can stay fit. I think if you were setting up with a defence like this and you were prepared to put that much money into it, then Estupinian instead of Poro, or maybe instead of Walker, if you really just don't want a Man City defender, could be a nice differential. I just don't know if I would go there right now. But after I watch the Spurs-Brighton game tonight, if Estupinian plays really well off the bench, who knows, maybe I could convince myself to put him in. So... Yeah, goalkeeper combination, Ariola Rea. You could go for Flecken or Edison or someone like that instead if you wanted to. I don't think there's too much debate about Trent, Gabriel. I think Poro, Walker and Conza, it could be a different combination, but I think they're all solid picks. It just depends on whether you want that much money in your defence. If you want someone a bit cheaper, then I would definitely look at Gusto. Around the 4.5 million price point, though, I don't think there's too many like definite great options. Like Carwell, maybe, but he just keeps coming off or well, he has come off early. I don't think he's a guaranteed star. He should start most games, but I'd rather go for Gusto anyway now. Um, Everton defence, they've still got really bad fixtures. I just wouldn't look there. Crystal Palace is probably not the time to put them on your wild card either. Uh, maybe a Newcastle player for the future, like Dan Burn at 4.4, because from 23 onwards, the fixtures are good. But I think I'd just take the better fixtures now and go for Conza. So that's the goalkeepers in defence. Hardest positions to pick on wild card, in my opinion. Let me know what you think in the comments below. So in midfield, there's really two key players to think about, and that is Salah and Son. So Salah's got Newcastle at home in game week 20. Son's got Bournemouth at home. They're both really good picks this week. But I think if I was on wildcard, I would probably drop one of them to save myself a transfer down the line. Now, you could go for both and then sell one in game week 21 and one in game week 22. The problem with that is if you don't start with Haaland, he's also another transfer you've got to use to bring him back. And suddenly you've got three transfers to get rid of two players you know we're going to be away on international duty from game week 21. And you've got to use another transfer to bring in a player you're definitely going to want as soon as he's fit. So I would probably drop one and just go for either Salah or Son. Now, I've chosen to stick with Salah because I think at his price point, it's a really nice switch to Haaland. And I think if I was going to captain one of Salah or Son this week, it would be Salah. So I've dropped Son and there is definite risk involved with that move. But I don't think you're likely to get so punished that it would be a mistake because you're going to obviously have a different midfielder instead. So you could have Richarlison against Bournemouth at home or Bowen against Brighton at home, both of which I've got in this team. So unless Song goes and gets a 17 or 20 pointer and both Bowen and Richarlison blank, you're probably not going to be punished enough where that's a bad move. And like I said, you've saved yourself a transfer down the line because you're going to have to switch Salah out anyway and you're going to want to get Haaland back because I've not included him in this squad. So Salah's in. I would definitely go for Saka as well. I know at the moment he doesn't feel that exciting. At the time of recording, I've not seen the game against West Ham because it hasn't played yet. But I just think because of Salah and Son and other midfielders going away, Saka's consistency plus the fixtures that Arsenal have got just make him a pretty obvious player to include. It's not that Arsenal's fixtures are so good that he's essential. But after... Uh, sorry, from game week 20... Yes, from game week 20, not 21... Is Fulham away, Palace at home, Forest away. Even Liverpool at home in 23 is not completely awful. 
Then they play West Ham, Burnley, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away. You know he's going to start all those games. At some point, he might take a penalty as well. I just think Saka makes a lot of sense. And then it's really down to your preferences on which other midfielders you want. I've put Richarlison in because he's definitely going to start without Son there. He's playing as the number nine. He's probably going to take penalties as well. And although Spurs will be missing a lot of other players, I still think he's going to get chances. I just think that Bowen is super dependable. Plus, West Ham have got pretty good fixtures. So in Brighton, sorry, it's Brighton at home in game week 20. And then straight after that, you've got Sheffield United away. And then Bournemouth at home in 22. So the next three fixtures are pretty decent. After that, it's a little bit trickier. Man United away, Arsenal at home. But after that, the fixtures get very good again. You know he's always going to play. I just think you're going to have transfers to get Haaland back in. Transfers to potentially deal with future double game weeks. With Bowen, you just don't have to worry about him for now. And you can always sell, sell him later on if you wanted to. Another player to maybe consider is Bruno Fernandes. Just because he's absolutely nailed on. How, look how far down the list of players I've got to go to find him, though, because he's just been bad this week. Like He's behind Bailey and Alanga and Soboslai and Kudus and Ward-Prowse and Palmer and DeCorey and Gross and McGinn. Absolutely mad. Um, but he's still putting up fairly decent numbers. And we know he's on penalties. He's always going to play. And the fixtures aren't that bad for Man United. But I've got to be honest, I think that Richarlison and Bowen are probably slightly better picks right now. And on the bench, I've got Cole Palmer who's got Luton away. You could play him this week if you wanted to. It's just another solid bench option to help you later on. So the idea would be, you you could sell Salah in game week 21, but the idea would probably be to just bench him that week and then in 22 use that money and your two free transfers to get Haaland back in and just decide which other midfielder you want. So I think that's a pretty solid setup. The only real issue is not having Son but I think for one week only, it's worth the risk because I think the long-term benefits will be much better. And then for me, the forwards are really easy to pick. I think that most people on wildcard will go with both Watkins and Solanke. They've been pretty consistent for the majority of this season. I know that Watkins has only got like one return in his last five, which isn't great. And that was against Brentford away in game week 17. But they have in that time played Man United away, Arsenal at home and Man City at home. So even though he blanked against Sheffield United... I don't think it's been an absolute disaster. Moving forward, you've got Burnley at home this week, Everton away, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, and Man United at home. It's not an amazing set of fixtures, but it's certainly not, you know, five games that you would be massively worried about. You know he's always going to start. The numbers are still good. The returns will come. So Watkins will definitely be in. And I think Solanke as well, right? Decent value, even if you jumped on him a little bit later. He's been really consistent recently. And the fixtures are still okay for Bournemouth like Spurs away Liverpool and West Ham away and not necessarily fixtures you would cherry pick if you were giving you know fixtures to your player right you'd probably go for Luton at home Bournemouth at home whatever right Sheffield United at home Burnley at home but I think with the way that Bournemouth are playing at the moment how attacking they are and again how solid of a pick Solanke is he just makes a lot of sense and at some point they will have a double game which might not come soon but there is a possibility it could be around game week 25 and if that happens and you get Luton at home as part of that double, you're going to want Solanke. So I just don't see the point in looking elsewhere. And then the third forward, while Haaland is out, has to be Alvarez. I think we can be almost 100% certain Haaland will not play against Sheffield United in game week 20. Therefore, Alvarez will be the number nine. And eventually, that spot will be where Haaland goes back in by selling Salah. So I think those three forwards are really easy. You could go for Nkunku, who started the last game. Will he definitely start game week 20? With players like Sterling and obviously Palmer back as well, 
He's not as needed, and if they want to be careful with his minutes, they might bench him and then have him come on as a substitute. Obviously, the games after that in 21 and 22, there's a long rest period. So you'd expect Nkunku to start the majority of the games moving forward. But I don't think it's a guarantee right now. And I don't know if he's better than any of Solanke, Watkins, or Alvarez as it stands. I'm sure in the future he will be, but I'm not sure he's someone I'd put in right now. If you look at the team on the My Team Tool on Fantasy Football Hub, which you can check out, links in the description below as always. And by the way, just really quickly, they've made some changes um, to this page. Now, I did ask him to do this. I'm not sure if it was because of that or they've just had general feedback. But it always shows the next three game weeks, which can be useful for planning. But I prefer to just see one game week, so you can click on that. You can also click on price changes to see when your players are likely to go up or down in price. There's some quite nice changes there. Either way, this is how the team is set up for game week 20, which I've just spoken about. Um, so we won't go through all that again. In game week 21, you can just bench Salah. You don't have to sell him straight away. You can just play Palmer against Fulham at home instead. So you're still playing six of the same seven attackers. And I'm not convinced that even if Haaland's back for Newcastle, that Alvarez won't start because you would need De Bruyne to be fit as well. So I don't think playing Alvarez against Newcastle away is a problem. And even if it was and you didn't want to make a transfer, you could just play Porro against Man United away or Conza against Everton away instead. Because you've got Gabriel against Palace at home, Trent against Bournemouth away, Walker against Newcastle away. It all kind of looks all right to me. Um, and then if we go to game week 22, this is where you'd probably get Haaland back. So you take out Alvarez, put in, uh, let me just find Haaland here, put in Haaland instead, and then you would sell Salah, and you'd have, for my team anyway, your, your money in the bank might be a little bit different, you would have 6.8 million in the bank. Now, there's not a huge amount of midfielders probably to pick from if you've already got Palmer and Richarlison, but you could go back to Gordon and have him ready for Newcastle's good fixtures, or you could look at Elise or even Eze as well. So Elise is 5.8, and Eze is 6 million. And from, let me just put Elise in here, he would have, where is he? Sheffield United at home in the week that you would sell Salah, pretty good. And then the fixtures after that, let me just have a look here, are Brighton away, Chelsea at home, Everton away, and then Burnley at home. So they're pretty solid fixtures, and that lets you get Salah back. Now, if the next question is, Sorry, that lets you get Haaland back. If the question is then, how do I get Salah or Son? That is a, a decision and a thought process for down the line. And I do think it's worth considering now how you might do that. But I don't think there's necessarily a perfect way to handle it. And I think you just take the points now and worry about the, less, uh, the rest later. It might be that if double game weeks and stuff happen around game week 25, the Son is not even a priority to bring back in. And if Salah and Son do go far in their respective tournaments, they might not be back till game weeks 24 or 25 anyway. And there's lots of points to be had before we get to that stage of the season. So I think I'd go for a team similar to this. I think the only changes to think about are if you want different midfielders and how much money you want to spend in your defense. Hopefully you've enjoyed that video. If you have, make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. I'll have my own team selection tomorrow morning, final thoughts in the evening, deadline stream on Saturday. So make sure to check out all that. Rate five stars if you listen on podcast. Otherwise, I'll catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.